Amen. Well, it's fantastic. It's strange being in New Guinea because I'm used to having someone interpret for me, uh, and I don't listen. We just go like that. But this time, they're, they're speaking in pidgin English, you know, and I hadn't heard that very much spoken, and it was hard for me not to stop what I was saying and try to listen in, you know, when they, when, when they, to the way they translate because it's so hilarious, you know. And, you know, big pala belong him God, spirit no good, run away. Now that, that, what he's trying to say is that I've come to cast out evil spirits. <laughs> so it was hilarious just listening to the, to the, to the uh, way they spoke. But great to see the power and presence of God break through even the hardest places, even the hardest places. The church went to in, in, uh, in, in, uh, in, in lay needed, desperate needs God. But let me just make this really clear. What we put in can just be lost as quick as that. And I have learned a lot of things just in these last few years of moving around. And I've learned this, that unless a church remains current and hungering after God and places a demand and expectation on his power and presence to move, they can lose what they had. And the greatest danger we have for our future is that we don't rise up and press into God for more of his presence and power. I'm very concerned about that, not just here, but everywhere I go, I'm concerned because I see big churches being built with a great leadership paradigm, and yet there's an absence of the presence and power of God. And people everywhere damaged in, in ways that are just would shock you. Uh, we came into this church, and it's a very successful, well-known church, one of the more successful ones in Australia. But the breakthroughs that people spoke of, just and to me it didn't seem as big as I've had in other places, but for them, I had emails and various correspondence. My life changed. I was totally set free. I encountered God. God is real. My life is on fire, and I'm going forward with him. An amazing thing. But you can never assume, because you've had something in the kingdom, that you will hold it. It takes effort to hold, and then more effort to advance. And the core thing now is to advance. Over the years, we've run many seminars in how to move in the gifts of the Spirit, how to move in the things of God, my question to you is this, what are you doing with what you've had? Because getting more from God is contingent on using what we have. In the kingdom, it's either use it or lose it. There's no static place in the kingdom. The kingdom of God is a living, vibrant, advancing kingdom. So in our personal lives, we're either advancing or retreating but there's no neutral ground. And the danger is, and the thing that's been burning in my heart, I have some things just really igniting in me now, uh, really feeling a, a real need for prayer and fasting and for pressing in for the other thing, the things that I'm seeing God doing. And we have seen such dramatic changes in lives that it drew my attention to it. You know, Moses was drawn to the burning bush. Sometimes God draws your attention to things. And then you've got to ask him, what does that mean? What, what does it mean? And so uh, for me personally, I believe God just speaking about a whole new dimension again in the spirit of coming up to another level. And I've started to touch it in many places we've gone. But the church here, there's a need to press in and get a hold of God. I understand David spoke on the lost acts said last week. Brilliant message. But listen, oh, granted, whatever it was couple of weeks ago. But, but the thing is this, is you can lose your cutting edge with God really easily. 
by just taking him for granted and taking what you have for granted. And we need to make a decision, individually and corporately, we won't rest. We'll put, press into God for more. That we'll believe God to enlarge what we have. And that comes about by you putting into practice what you've got. Uh, I'm great to see a, a training opportunity coming up. I would encourage you to equip yourself. There are desperate needs around that only you can meet. But you can't meet them if you're not equipped. So how tragic to say at the end of your life, I was in a church that equipped for how to move in the things of God, but I was a bit busy. I was a bit busy. So you could just think about this. So we'll be doing, looking again in the coming year at areas that we can train and develop people. I encourage you to think about what you can put into practice, what you've already got, how you can stretch into God. And perhaps the first place in that is prayer. We just start praying. Amen? We raise our prayer level. I want to just pray for a few people right now. I was just asking the Lord before the meeting for some needs today to believe God for. And, uh, and I want to just reach out now. And just there's some people here that God wants to touch. So as I mention your condition, I want you to come out of your seat and come. I want you to come with a heart expectant for a miracle, expectant for God to touch your life. I have other areas of need. Perhaps if I get timed at the end of the meeting, we'll get to them. But uh, there needs to be a, a decision that we will believe God for the supernatural. There's no record of Jesus ever preaching without the supernatural taking place. There is no record anywhere in the New Testament of them preaching and ministering without the supernatural taking place. Yet we can substitute meetings for the demonstrated power and presence of God. We must never do that. I believe the church is going to have to go through a shift again as we come into the coming year, particularly of arising and restoring supernatural dimensions in a greater way back into the church where it would be more normal. So I want to just press out this morning. There's someone here, there's a woman here, you have pain in both your knees. You can't bend uh, because you have pain in your knees. You often have the sharp stabbing pain in your knees. You've had it for a while. It's in both knees. It's a woman who's in pain. Who's that woman that has that condition? Presence of God is here to heal you now. Would you like to just come? We want to just pray for you right now if you're able to come. There's a second person here. And uh, there's a woman here, and you've had a pain in your back since your last child. Uh, the pain, something happened during the childbirth that affected your back and your spine. And ever since then, you've had difficulty uh, with your back. Uh, there was damage done to the pelvic area, and uh, you've had back problems ever since that time. And uh, who's that woman that's had that problem? Since childbirth, you've had these back problems, lower back problems, throbbing pain that will not seem to go away. We'd like to come. We want to believe God for your healing. Praise the Lord. There's problems in the knees, both knees, and other problems as well. We need to believe God for his miracle power. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. You're the God who heals. We thank you, Lord, that nothing is impossible for you. So in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I speak into both your knees. I speak now, I command, be healed in Jesus' name. I command all arthritis in the joints to go. I command all pain in the knees to go. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, be loosed from the spirit of infirmity. Lord, touch her right now. Be healed in Jesus' name. Why don't you just begin to move, bend your knees now. Bend your knees. Just try. Just begin to start to bend them. That's right. That's right. Just begin to start to bend them. How's it feeling now? Still a bit sore. Okay, just pray one more time. 
And as we pray, just walk forward. Thank you, Lord, for healing her right now. Thank you for your healing power flowing into her body right now. Thank you, Lord, for your miracle power touching her knees, restoring both knees right now. We thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, right now. I want you to believe God has touched you right now. And let's just believe for your Don't look at your knees and think about your knees. Just look ahead and we're just going to walk together. Thank you, Lord, for your power flowing into her body right now. We thank you, Lord, for restoring her knees. Thank you, Lord, today for restoring her legs. I thank you, Lord, for miracles of restoration. Father, not just in the knees, but right down through to her ankles as well. Lord, let it be fully restored. Every trace of pain, we command it to go now in Jesus' name. Every trace of pain, we command it to go now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. How are you feeling? Stabbing pain's gone, that's great. So you've been a shift. That means healing starts. Okay. Sometimes it's immediate, sometimes it is in the moment. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. So there's been some relief. Thank you, Lord. Okay, would you like to help me just take this hand? Take this hand here. Take it, take a hand. Take a hand and praise you for as you're walking. Okay, where's the other lady now? Back problem. You're in pain? Stems from childbirth. Stems from childbirth. Okay, Colleen. Well, we need to believe that God can heal you. We thank you, Lord, that what the chiropractor can't do. We thank you, Lord, you are able to do it. Right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we speak back. Was that childbirth a difficult one? Um, just because I'm little, and yes, it was not, not overly difficult, but yeah. yeah. Late, but it's the result of that, yeah. Okay, then. I want you to believe God for your presence, his presence to come right now. Prayed for a lady just the other day in total healing. To- I wasn't even praying for the healing, praying for something else. Totally healed in a pelvic area. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we command healing to flow right now. Speaking to the pelvic area, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we command healing. Be loosed and healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your power touching her now. Thank you for your power flowing into her body, completely releasing her now. The power of God. Let the power of God just rest all over her right now in Jesus' mighty name. Just stay down there under the power of God. Don't be in a hurry to get up. When you get up, then we'll check out what's happened. There's another woman here, and uh, you have a throat infection that won't heal. You've been to the doctor. It's not improving, and you're in considerable and consistent discomfort. A woman with a throat trouble, and it's been like that for some time. It won't seem to heal. Consistent throat trouble. Who's the lady has that? Just come right now, and I'll pray with you. This lady has that consistent throat trouble. There's a man here who has a problem in the digestive system. It's an allergic reaction that you have to certain foods. And uh, you've been trying to find a solution, been to the doctor, tried natural methods, but there's been no real healing take place. God is able to heal and restore that. A man with a problem in digestion and uh, been to the doctor, tried natural areas, praise the Lord. And then there's a lady with a throat infection. God wants to heal you. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's believe for the power of God to come. Father, we just thank you right now for your power coming. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we speak right now into every generational curse that's brought the problem into your life, into your body. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we cut off that cursing right now. I command this infirmity to go from your body. I command every part of your digestive system to come into divine order now in Jesus' name. I command the irritations and the allergies to go. Be loosed in Jesus' name right now. Father, let your power just rest on them now. Power of God. Let the power of God just come all over them. Power of God. Healing, restoring completely in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Here we are. Come on there. Throat condition. Father, we thank you. You're the God who heals. There's nothing too difficult for you. Thank you for your power coming right now. The healing power of God. We speak into the throat. We command healing. I command the infection to go in Jesus' mighty name right now. There's another person here, and uh, you have a problem. Uh, a woman, that you have a major conflict in a relationship with your mother that's causing grief. You felt continually criticized like nothing you do is right. There's a woman here with a major conflict with your mother, and uh, that's affected you quite seriously. Feel like, like you constantly feel nothing I ever do is right. And this is creating huge turmoil in your life. Who's that woman who's having that conflict? It's been there for a while. Praise the Lord. Amen. God wants to help you. He loves you. He loves you. Words have incredible power on our lives. There is a need for you to forgive and let go. Just in your heart as you think of your mother, just release her now. Who knows what happened to her that caused her to function that way. But you don't have to live bound by the power of those words anymore. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I come against the cursing. I come against words of death and criticism. In Jesus' name, I break their power right now. I break every lie that nothing I do is good enough. I break that accusing spirit off your life right now. I command you to release her. Let it go. Let it go. Loose right now in Jesus' name and release her. Release her now in Jesus' name. Spirit of grief and rejection, I command you release her. I command you let her go now. Release. Loose in Jesus' name right now and set her free. Father, we just bring peace and acceptance. You know, Jesus says there's no condemnation. No condemnation. No condemnation. Refuse to live condemned anymore. Refuse it. Refuse it. I break all agreement with that accusing spirit now. I break it. I break it. I release you from it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Just touch you now. Just stay down there under the presence of God. There's a need for you to forgive and, and to allow God's words about you to settle in your heart. God's word is truth. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I break the power of critical words. I come against the spirit of abandonment. I command you to release her now in Jesus' name. I break all abandonment off your life. I break the lie. I can't do anything right. I break that lie right now in Jesus' name. I break the lie. No one wants me. In Jesus' name right now. Release her. Release her right now. Tormenting spirits of rejection. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There's a man here, and you've got an issue with your right hearing, a hearing in your right ear, greatly lost and diminished hearing in your right ear. Who's that man that's had that? It's been recent that you've lost hearing in your right ear. It's been quite a worry for you. We need to believe God together for a total restoration. Quite a noticeable loss of hearing in your right ear. Who's that man that has that issue? I'd love to pray for you. Just it's been a recent thing and quite distressing for you, actually.
try to kind of hide that it's gone, but it's gone. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. But God can heal you in just a moment. So who's that man that has that issue? Who's that man that has that issue? Love to pray for you. Believe God for hearing to come. Oh, there we go. Praise the Lord. Has this been recent, has it, Bill? You're not hearing like you used to. All right, then. As you need to believe God for your ear to open. Father, I thank you right now for your power coming upon him. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I just speak right now into that ear. I command this ear to be opened in Jesus' name. Father, we just thank you for your power restoring his hearing. Touch him, Lord, right now in Jesus' mighty name. Let his hearing be restored fully. Amen. You can't stand up. Amen. Praise the Lord. God, help him up in his feet. That's right. Okay, just put your hand over your other ear. Just talk quietly. Can you hear me, my dear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. What a great day it is, eh? Well, I'm just worrying about the think of the time now. I want to pray for one more area. And so I just want to talk into this area just a little bit and then have an opportunity to pray for people in this area. You know, one of the things that Jesus said, he said, repent for the kingdom is at hand. And when Jesus was referring to the kingdom of God, he's referring to the realm where God's rule is effective. The Bible tells us in heaven, there's no sickness, there's no disease, no oppression, no poverty, no lack. The only place those things occur are on the earth. And Jesus came and his message was not get saved and go to heaven. His message is that the kingdom of God is here and available to us now. Now. Not in the future, someday, one day, but the kingdom of heaven is here now. That all the resources of heaven are made available through Jesus Christ for us now. And so when Jesus walked on the earth, and I'll share with you another time the message I prepared, but everywhere he went, he not only taught on the Holy Ghost, he taught on the kingdom of God, but he actually demonstrated the reality of that kingdom. He demonstrated it by the power of God healing people, setting people free of evil spirits, breaking the cycles of poverty in their life, bringing release to them. The gospel that Jesus preached was a gospel of the kingdom available now. It's a gospel that you can be restored in your relationship with God. And out of that restoration, you can have dominion in life now. In other words, that evil spirits and circumstances of life can be subject to you if you are living and dwelling and abiding in the kingdom of God. The first place the kingdom comes is within us. God puts his spirit within you. This gift of the Holy Spirit is most neglected in the church. I hear people singing and praying and wanting much, much more. Well, let me ask you this. If God gave the life of his son on the cross and gave you his Holy Spirit to live in you, how much more do you need? How much more do you need? What you need is not for God to give you more. It's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. 
but to arise in faith and believe it's available to me now. So many believers in the church today believe for great things one day. Well, one day won't come. You only have today to live with God. And we need to begin to get back into a place where we are believing for the power and presence of God to intervene in our lives now. The gospel Jesus preached was accompanied with the power of God. What that meant, people were saved, people were healed, people were delivered, people had breakthroughs. There is no other gospel that Jesus offered to us. A gospel in word and in power. Church has got to again seize hold of what God has given to us and made available to us. The Bible says wherever the Spirit is Lord, wherever we allow God's Spirit to be in charge, then there is fantastic liberty, unrestrained, unbounded liberty and freedom and joy. That's where we allow God's Spirit to be in charge. Where we refuse God's Spirit and we are in charge, then we live under control and all that goes with that. It shuts us down. It brings death, spirit, soul, and body. God wants us to understand the greatness of the gift He's given us, the reality of the kingdom now. You and I, because we have the Holy Spirit, have access immediately into the presence of God. You don't have to perform to access God. You don't have to shout to access God. You do need to believe. You need to believe your sins are forgiven. You need to believe God is with me. You need to believe I am seated right now in that place of heaven with Jesus Christ. The problem is we don't believe. We believe the voices of our circumstances, our feelings, of all kinds of other things. There's a need to return to biblical faith again. Nothing in the kingdom is obtained without faith in God and His Word. I encourage you to ask yourself the question, am I living in faith with expectation of God to move in my life? Those desperate situations which have worn you down, don't get worn down and stay worn down. Rise up again. Get some fresh input to your spirit in life so your faith grows again. And then begin again to dare to believe and start to speak and act like an ambassador of the kingdom. God's plan, I'll share some of this more when I teach from the Word of God a little more on this area. There is no advance of the kingdom of heaven and the earth without people's involvement. There is no advance of the kingdom of heaven in your life without your active involvement. You can never be passive and expect anything to advance in your life in God while you remain that way. God does not move on passive people. He does not move on complacent people. He moves on people full of desire, full of longing, full of hunger, full of a searching heart wanting to grow and change. I encourage you to be such a person. Hungry for God, reading His Word, and asking His Spirit to show you the areas where you need to let go controlling and yield to the Spirit of God. 
We are called into a kingdom, not a democracy. In a democracy, you have a vote. You have a vote and your opinion is able to be expressed. That is not so in a kingdom. The kingdom, the king leads. People who are willing to follow him, he also rules. He just has a final say regardless of whether you like it or not. Most of us don't like that. And so our lives, without us realizing it, are so not aligned with the kingdom that we miss out on the flow of God's blessing in our lives. Well, I think. I think this. I think that. But what does God have to say about it? One of the greatest messages that challenged my life to change was, on the, mes- was the message of the kingdom of God. When I got a revelation of that, and I don't know how I did because I looked at the message later and it didn't see much in it, but God, by His Spirit, revealed kingdom reality to me. I immediately got an understanding of authority and the need to be aligned with heaven if you wish to demonstrate power in the earth. I believe we're in a time and a season where God is making much available to the church. Our need is to hear what the Spirit is saying and position ourselves for that. It's, it's not a matter of comparing yourself with the church down the road. It's not a matter of comparing ourselves with what it was like last year or two years ago or even ten years ago. It's a matter of us being current now with what God is saying now. Globally, He's calling for His church to arise with supernatural power and advance His kingdom bringing miracles to where it's impossible. I have read of some of the most amazing miracles happening today in the earth. It stuns me, and it causes me to rethink what I'm expecting to happen. There's no place for complacency. There is always a need for us to believe for God to do things we haven't yet seen done. I encourage us to think that way. We were born out of a move of God. Joe and I spent weeks and weeks in prayer, and then God started to move. That's the foundation of the church, because I didn't know enough to think how to build it any other way. I still don't. I still really don't. Because I've gone to churches which are very, very big, and I find there's very little of God in there. I think, well, I wonder why it's got so big. It must be because there's something missing. They've added something in. They've been able to accommodate lots of people and make it very acceptable. And there's certain aspects that I've observed as I've gone around now, which I'll show you and talk about in another week. I've realized how few churches, the reality of the power of God is present. And that's the gospel Jesus came. He said, this gospel of the kingdom Literally, with miracles, healing, salvations, deliverance, that's what will be preached for a witness. A witness is not someone who talks. The kingdom of God is not just words, it's power. So if we want to experience more of the reality of the kingdom, we must hunger for the Holy Spirit. We must hunger and align our life with Him and begin to start to think faith. Think faith. Faith says, it's there for us now. Religion says, one day, if I just do enough. 
So the battle we have is not a battle to persuade God to do things here, which he does elsewhere. Our battle is a battle against unbelief, passivity, rejection, indifference, complacency. It's a battle of faith. It's not to make God or get God to do anything. It's to shift our heart so we believe what God says is true and respond to it. Now, the church has been through a very, very difficult season. And we've had more than one of those seasons. I've had heaps of them in my life, really. I'm hopeful to learn more about it, but not make the same mistakes over and over again. And I have been learning. In fact, I've learned a lot. Because if you go through painful period and you don't learn anything, you're a bit silly. You just have to learn it again another way. And I found that God wants us to learn. And so I have realized this, that either we make room for the Holy Spirit and we come aligned with what God says or we come under control. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's incredible liberty. The opposite to that is increasing control. Everywhere I go, I find I'm coming up against controlling spirits. Controlling spirits in individuals whose lives are shut down. Controlling spirits in whole churches. I had the joy of being in one church, and I led a group of uh, leaders, and they had massive deliverance and massive freedom. And the pastor stood up, and he renounced all agreements made by previous leadership over many generations with controlling powers and pronounced that from this day the Holy Spirit would be welcome in the church. And we had a great time, of course. The meeting's always good. It's what happens after is what's the thing. I rang him up about a month later. I said, how are you doing? He said, oh, oh I'm glad you rang. <laughs> I've had the worst month I've ever had in my life. And uh, wife's in hospital depression, <laughs> all kinds of problems. I said, I'll tell you what's happening. I said, you've just had a counterattack. You've had the spirit world push back on you to see what you're made of. Are you a man of word and substance, or are you a man only of good intentions? I said, so all that's happened is you've had a counter-pressure from the spirit world push back on you. I said, it's quite simple to resolve. This is how you do it, and showed him how to stand up and pray. Rung me the next day, said, my wife's out of hospital now. I said, it's a bit of a coincidence, isn't it, the day after you learn how to stand up and pray. I said, who else has been affected? He said, well, only the group that was in the meeting that night. <laughs> I said, that's a bit of a giveaway, isn't it? I said, basically, you've had pushback from the spirit world. Now, I'm not going to share much more, but I felt the Lord speak to me about an area people need to be set free of. I want to just read out what I felt the Lord say and, uh, and share it with us. I want to have an opportunity for people to be prayed for. Control spirits are part of the kingdom of darkness. It comes, they're rooted in fear. So they're either, uh, they, they're either in, insecurity and fear is what causes people to control or the result of, or they impose fear on others in order to control them. So one of the things about control is this, is it shuts you down. And inevitably where I've prayed and ministered to people where there's been attacks of witchcraft on their life, whether it's been through abuse, whether it's been controlling relationships, or many instances in church situations, then what I have found is there is a spirit of death associated with it. 
a spirit of death is contrary to the Holy Ghost, which is a spirit of life. And the spirit of God brings life, resurrection life. But where there's control, there is a spirit of death. Where a spirit of death comes, people don't know that that's what's come around them. But let me tell you what it's like. When a spirit of death sits around you, you feel numb in your emotions, and sometimes you can't feel at all. Second thing is you go through periods or times of quite big isolation where you feel even in the midst of people, suddenly you're aware you're cut off and disconnected. Think about a dead person. Dead person doesn't feel anything. Dead person is disconnected. Dead person can't see any future. There's no movement. So when the spirit of death comes around a person, then what happens is they stop feeling things. They, they stop uh, they feel disconnected, and they can't seem to get over the disconnection. You come in a meeting like this and still feel disconnected if a spirit like that is around your life. And the third thing is you find the persons like that can't seem to engage or enter into or experience much of God. There's always something separating them or cutting them off. They feel, actually, when a person's got a spirit of death on them, they're literally in a prison house. Uh, this lady I prayed for, She'd grown up in a family and they never wanted girls. The mother never wanted girls for whatever reason. And so she'd always been rejected and she had become numbed in her soul all these years. And the result was when she got set free, she started to feel for the first time. The evidence of, one of the evidences that organism is alive is feeling. Another one is hunger. If you're alive in God, There'll be feeling of God. There'll be a sensing of God. There'll be revelation flowing from God. The heaven will open up before your life and you start to hear God speak. When the spirit of death comes, and it often comes when uh, a church or group comes under, under spiritual attack, then what happens is everyone feels something hit them. And I'm very concerned that we've gone through a season where there's been massive spiritual pressure. I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about the spirit world. I've contended with it. So now I'm in a place where I'm actually on top of it now. And I contended with it. And so when the spirit world pushes against a church, it's to shut down the ministry of the supernatural. And you can have church, but no supernatural. I've come to this resolution. No church without supernatural. No meetings without something happening from God. No meetings God moving. We need to contend for this. I have been to places where they've not had God moving for years, yet they're very big and they look very good. But under pressure, they won't last because they're not established in the power of God. Our faith must be established in the power of God, not just in teachings. Teaching is fine, can help us and inform us, but you need revelation. You need the Holy Ghost to speak personally into your life. If you have suffered under the season we've gone through and you have found that you've been unable to step back up into prayer again, step back up into a place of intimacy, step back up into hearing the flow of God, could well be you still remain imprisoned by the impact of what came on us all. I encourage you today to make a decision I will no longer remain imprisoned. I have a saviour who broke the prison house. That's what he came to do. Set the prisoners free to break the chains of darkness. 
I've prayed for hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of people just the last few days, and I've watched chains break off their life as God has set them free. And I'm convinced there is a need for us to push out now and break into a new flow of life, new flow of expectancy. Don't just drift in the door like casually expecting, well, perhaps we're here, I've arrived, big deal. It's no big deal for you to arrive minutes, 15 minutes late. It doesn't do anything for your spiritual life at all. What it does is reflects the lack and the need that you have to come back into intimacy and honor and value for Jesus Christ. And I'd invite you to make that decision. As we move forward, we say, I will not stay in the valley of dry bones anymore. I will not be dry bones anymore. I will hear the voice of God speaking into my life, and I will rise up. We've got a prophet coming shortly, going to prophesy into the church. It's quite intentional. Today I want to pray for people who are gripped or feel gripped by a spirit of death, shut down, locked up, isolated. It's been the impact of the last two, three years, or maybe it was even before that, and something sitting on your life, but you're saying, I want to live. I choose to believe that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead and overcoming spirit is in me. I can break through. I'd like you to make that decision inside. You're not going to stay passive and shut down. I looked at that picture today of that boy jumping around. Now, some of you just seen, you know, a dark boy, a poor boy jumping around. But I looked at it and I saw that is what a father likes in his kingdom. When you've lost that, you really have lost something. I have not lost that. I have not lost that. And sometimes in my own prayers, I jump around, not unlike that boy. I'm so happy. We need to get it back again. And you get it back again by choice. You know, no one makes you dance and laugh. (laughs) For goodness sake, get rid of stuffy. Break out of whatever's there. Let God work in your life. I want us to stand right now. Come on. We're going to flow into a song to worship Jesus. And if you know that your soul is bound and you're in prison somehow, the death has got around you. There's no life. You feel disconnected and cut off. You know, they sit in the valley of dry bones. Our hope is gone. We're cut off and disconnected and we're dry. We're very, very dry. Well, I tell you what, God's plan is to raise them up to be a mighty army. I love it. The people so defeated rose up and become a great army. The people that were defeated dry bones, God raised them up, breathed life into them, brought them together, put life into them, and made them a mighty army. So wherever you are right now, God can breathe life into you. God can shift you. God can put flesh back where there's been just dry bones. He can fill you with the spirit of life. He can reconnect you with others. And we can become a great and mighty army for our city and beyond our city. Would you dare to believe with me that God will move in a fresh wave of His Spirit? Will you dare to join me in prayer? Will you dare to break out if the Spirit of death has gone on you, why don't you make your way to the front right now we're going to pray for you and lay hands believe for God to set you free there's no shame to admit that you have a need there's no shame to admit you got shut down, there's no shame to admit I'm in a prison Jesus got no shame to put on us Jesus died to remove our shame so we can stand unashamed before Him. Oh, hallelujah.
Rise inside. Begin to worship him. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's build a, a platform for the Spirit of God to move. You come and see some deliverance take place. Okay, just come down. I want to lead you in a prayer. I want to lead you in a prayer. While we're praying, if you need to forgive anyone, you forgive them, release them. If God, the Holy Spirit brings anyone to mind, you need to forgive. They've mistreated you. They've hurt you. They treated you unjustly. Then you just need to make a decision. I'm going to release it now. I will let go. I'll acknowledge this pain. I'm angry. I'm disturbed. I've been hurt, but I'm letting it go. I refuse to stay in that place of holding injustice in my heart. I'm bringing it to the cross. Say, at the cross, Jesus spoiled principalities and powers. If you don't come to the cross and to the resurrection beyond it, there's no victory whatsoever. But at the cross, He took the list of our failings and shortcomings, uh, our lacks, our addictions, uh, our ungodly substitutes. He took them all. He took them all. Oh, yes. I want you to follow me in this prayer now. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I cry out for the spirit of life to arise in me again. I forgive those who've hurt me. I release them. I bless them. I bring my injustice to the cross where you suffered and died for me. I bring my injustices to the cross and I claim life in Jesus' name. I renounce the spirit of death and all tormenting spirits of witchcraft. I refuse them now. And I claim life in Christ. It is my inheritance. I seize it now by faith.